Blog Talk Radio. Well, when they ask that question, where's the money? Um, we retain staffing companies who employ uh, technical professionals as uh, contract employees. And we utilize them to help, help us build our solutions. So the techno, those technical employees were paid directly by the staffing company. Uh, money never went uh, to IRP solutions. So let's say over the course of uh, a year and a half, uh, we may have employed 30 or more uh, staffing employees to do various different types of work. Uh, programmers, architects, technical writers, uh, software testers, all these people employed by staffing companies who paid those people directly. So when the government asked the question, where did the money go, that's where it went. It went directly to those people who were doing the work on behalf of that company. And further to that point, many of those employees were not affiliated with the church. Uh, although we did employ people who were qualified to do technical work who we knew in the church, we went outside the church, and uh, in many cases, those people were, were never previously known by any of us. So we would give the staff and company requirements for employees, be able to go out, do marketing, review resumes, present people to us. And so many of those employees were not known quantities, quantities to us before we got involved in uh, bringing them in to do this. And it's more than a perception. That's the reality today. The government does what they want. They conduct their investigations in any manner that they see fit, and there's no accountability. Uh, one of the other things that I would like to mention is uh, – we're not bringing out any racial statements or racial issues because we want to make this a racial, uh, a completely racial environment or a racial situation. Correct. These are things that are pertinent to our situation that did, did occur to us. And so one of the FBI agents uh, was talking to David Banks and questioning him and asked him if a white woman who was not a member of your church applied for a job at IRP Solutions, would you hire them? And so that gives more credence to our allegations that there was misconduct here, not only broad investigation uh, misconduct, but racially motivated statements. It shows you the mindset of some of the people who were on site and raided our building on that day. In fact, some of the um, staffing employees that I mentioned uh, previously were former employees of the government, former FBI, uh, some former NYPD who helped us to build our software. And so we were very much aware of how law enforcement operates. And is it conceivable to believe that a company would go and create a scam to defraud staffing companies of millions of dollars and do it with, with law enforcement in their building and, and claiming to produce software for law enforcement? That certainly was not the case. Ladies and gentlemen of America, this is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the world. What you just heard moments ago was Gary Walker, the defected, if you will, member of the IRP-6. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't sound like to me that Gary Walker is under a spell as he claims. Tonight we deal with the Benedict. Arnold of the RP Solutions Corporation, the sixth man 
Gary Walker. Folks, buckle up. Right, We take off right now. And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks, along with Clint, Cliff Stewart, Dennis Merritt, Samson Riddle, and William Williams. And our pleasure, the IRP5, David Banks, Demetrius Harper, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Zapolo, and Clinton Stewart. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it, betrayal is one of the most horrific acts that can happen to an individual, to a company, or any organization. Tonight we deal with Gary Walker. In his words, no wrong was done. He did what they were supposed to do. He worked with these five men to bring about a product that would shape a nation. He went further on to say he was under a spell, and he began to spread lie after lie after lie about the IRP solutions and the IRP five. I'll tell you right now, these men that are in front of us today, the RP5, were men that stuck to their integrity. Gary Walker sought out for a get-out-of-jail-free card at any cost to get out of prison, and he betrayed his very own. We're going to deal with that topic tonight in detail. We have plenty of information tonight. We have plenty of documentation. And I'll tell you what, before this show is over... Gary Walker will have absolutely no credibility of truth in what he has done. On a side note, included in this discussion, Joe Thurman of JobberTech, also a co-conspirator of being a traitor and corrupt. We expose him tonight as well. And I'll tell you what, folks, this aims to be a big one. Call your family, your friends, because you may have a situation where Gary Walker may be in your conference room, I'll tell you right now, you better run him out. He is a traitor of the highest form. We're going to deal with that tonight. Cliff, as we get into this discussion tonight, how important is it that the record be set straight on Gary Walker and also Joe Thurman? Yeah, I mean, this is the type of information that needs to be put out there. Uh, You see these individuals going around bashing the name, of uh, the rest of the IRP Solutions executives. Uh, You see them uh, smearing lies and all types of things. Well, we have facts. We have truth. We have the record to set everything straight of what they're putting out there. Uh, May it be on the Internet or in the ears of whoever will listen to them. But we have to make sure that the facts are, are, uh, you know, stated. They are what they are. You can go off of conjecture. You can try to make up things. You can say what your opinion is. But when you hear Gary Walker making the statements that we just played and saying that, you know, there was no scam going on, that every dollar was accounted for, not just uh, because he said it, but because the government had a financial forensics analyst to go through every dollar, every cent of the money that, Uh, that was involved in this trial, and they came to the conclusion that all the money was accounted for. So for anybody to say, oh, well, somebody has this many millions of dollars, and where is it at, and it's hidden, and it was taken by this person or that person, the federal government in their case had to drop the fact that any money exchanged hands with any of the IRP solution defendants 
because their own forensic analysts came to the conclusion that every penny was accounted for. I mean, how do you refute that type of evidence? Oh, absolutely right. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to tell this story until all of it has been told. Uh, we will go as far as uh, AUSA Matthew Kirsch, who responded to the filing of habeas regarding Gary Walker and found it to be completely unfounded with no merit. And here's the thing. We have defended the IRP-6, known now as the IRP-5, And to this day, Gary Walker was not guilty of any crime. Understand that. So it's not about, oh, we're we're bashing Gary Walker. No, we have stood by that as a just cause. As AJC Radio, we went to Capitol Hill. We talked to members of Congress defending the actions of the IRP-6. Without question, neither did we falter, neither did we back off. We maintained that fact. Gary Walker, in his own decision-making process, decided, and his words were this, I will get out of prison no matter what, it, whatever it takes, I will walk out of this prison. He, he fulfilled that promise through lies, hypocrisy, and straight and right-down betrayal and corruption. We're going to deal with that tonight. Uh, your thoughts on this, Dennis, as we unfold the pages, if you will, about this story of betrayal, it's bigger than any Hollywood production could possibly make. I've never heard of anything like it. And, and to, to, to have come together and came up with software uh, in order to, uh, you know, affect our, our law enforcement and how they could have dealt with 9-11. And, and they were inspired by that. And then, for one, to go out after saying, you know, listen to what we, the clip we just heard, and then go out and say, all of a sudden, you know, uh, he, he, he was, uh, you know, somehow mesmerized or somehow uh, caught up in something that just is unbelievable. But tonight, you're going to find out that the RP5, the RP6 was innocent at all times. You're going to find out that how one uh, stepped aside and, and, you know, left the ranks and then went out and tried to put the others down. But tonight, they'll defend themselves. Again, you said we have fact tonight. Uh, this ain't hearsay, so I'm getting ready for this. And everybody that's out there, listen, you're going to find out that these guys, uh, they did the right thing the whole time. They just had one guy that said, you know what, I want to get out of prison, and I'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. And he did just that and continues to peddle these lies all over the Internet uh, and then uh, gets insulted when we decide as an advocacy organization to call him out on these lies. That is our job as an advocate. You can like it. You cannot like it. We will not be silent in any type of injustice. And in this case, the premeditated act of betrayal. These are actions that could cost everything. These are actions with no type of boundaries that these men will not lie to maintain their status quo. They're going into companies. Let me, let me mention really quick Joe Thurman of Jabbertech, one of the biggest betrayers as well. He is a co-conspirator with Gary Walker for corruption, for lies. It's to the businesses that are doing business with Bias and Jabbertech, 
guard your conference room because you have a snake in the conference room. You may be the next victim of Joseph Thurman and Gary Walker's lies. That's something you need to take a look at. We will uncover this tonight. And the IRP5 are here to tell their story. They witnessed it. They lived it. You're going to hear from every single one of them tonight. Folks, I tell you what, the temperature's rising in AJC Radio tonight as we get ready to have a discussion that is sure to shake some people up. This is AJC Radio. Feel free to dial in tonight to our show at 646-200-0628, 646-200-0628. AJC Radio does what it does best. We look for justice. Hang on. We'll be right back. This is AJC Radio. Get ready for the day, buddy. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Do we have a gun? What's up? We have a gun. Why do you ask that, kiddo? Can I play with it? No. No, absolutely not. It's not a toy. You know that. Do I? I bet it looks like one. Yeah, well, it's not. Anyway, I need it to protect you, your sister and mom. From what? From bad guys, like on TV. But what about the eight kids who got shot every day by mistake? Their daddies probably thought they were safe, too. Where'd you hear that? TV. Yeah, well, maybe we don't believe everything we hear on TV. Where'd you keep it? <laughs> it's hidden. I bet it's on top shelf of the closet, under your sweatshirt. Is it loaded? It's not. I, I keep the bullets... In the boots with the red bases, and the chest beside the bed? I haven't found them yet, but I'm sure I can. You always tell me to be curious. Remember when I found my Christmas gift? I'm a good climber, you know. No. No, that's not what I meant. Look, I, I need to be ready if someone breaks in. What about when it's just me and Mom? You taught me to be brave. I could use a gun to protect her. No, Justin, I promise. I'll teach you how to handle a gun when you're old enough. What if I don't make it to old enough? I could get bullied and decide it's too much for me. It would be so easy with our gun. Our gun? No, buddy. My gun. But it is our gun. In our home. Happens all the time. I'll make sure that doesn't happen. I'm always here for you. But, Dad, you're not always here. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that, life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or at the ball game is something that no kid should they ever be faced with, especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions by remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation. You can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause today, one 855 
4252. We seek justice for the children. As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future. Because I'm 16, I can't drive at night. Because I'm 16, I can't work past 10 o'clock on a school night. Because I'm 16, I can't get a cell phone contract without my parents. Because I'm 16, I can't get a flu shot without my mother's consent. At 16, I'm not old enough to watch an R-rated movie alone. Because I'm 16, I can't buy a lottery ticket. I can't vote. I can't drink. I can't smoke. I can't join the military. Because I'm 16, I can't sit on a jury, but I can be tried as an adult. I can get a lifetime criminal record. If I get arrested, my parents don't have to be notified. Because I'm 16, my mother had to sign this consent form so that I could participate in this video. But I can go to an adult prison. But I can go to Rikers Island. But I can be sent to Attica. My name is Michael Corriero. I was a judge for 28 years in the criminal courts of the state of New York. New York is one of only two states in the entire nation that it automatically tries children as young as 16 as adults. We need to change that. Last week, my father sent me to my room. Next week, a judge could sentence me to an adult prison. We need to judge children as children. It's time to raise the age of criminal responsibility in New York. We have a big problem, and we need your help. It's happening on college campuses, at bars, at parties, even high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters. Our wives and our friends. It's called sexual assault, and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent, or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening, I was taught you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I'd speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you. Because one is too many. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight as we go down a road that needs to be traveled. How does one spend hours, years working together with five men to create a software that will protect a nation? How does a person committed to this fight of terror that strikes 
the United States and places around the world randomly. How does one that stand at ground zero in New York City and be compelled to create a product that will protect the homeland? How does one then turn and betray his own? We are talking about Gary Walker, who is one of the IRP6. You may be wondering that in the last several months, we have called our men the IRP5. Tonight, you will hear the story behind that change as Gary Walker, in order to get out of prison, did what he did. He betrayed his own. How does that happen in America? How does it happen with one who we called family? David, your thoughts on this as we get ready to tell this story. Well, uh, Gary Walker was my brother-in-law. I met him uh, while at, in college and in the University of Colorado. Uh, Gary was, at the time, my friend, obviously my brother-in-law of 30 years. I spent uh, a lot of time at his house with my sister. Uh, he was highly respected by me. Uh, to be betrayed by somebody like that is almost just, is a feeling that you just really can't explain. Uh, we know this was a tough process, uh, but it's not worth selling out your family. And what Gary did was let his courage fade in prison. Uh, and then he abandoned the truth and betrayed his family, including us, the IRP5, his wife, his son, his mother-in-law, who is also his pastor of 30 years, and an entire church congregation. I spoke to many guys in prison to betray your family in any capacity, even if they committed a crime, is something that even the worst criminals would find intolerable. Uh, and they would not do that. That's right. So to, ex to really understand the gravity of a man that would sell out his family, it's just something that's hard to explain and still struggle to deal with uh, him being able to do that and to betray us at a level that is just unspeakable. And without question, that is what's happening here. Let me be clear on this point. There is no IRP solutions without David Banks, without Demetrius Harper, without Kendrick Barnes, without Dave Zappolo, without Clinton Stewart. There is no dream. There is no software. One could not process a part without the other. It's like a puzzle. You take one piece out, it don't work. All of you men, and David, to your point, y'all believed in each other. Because without each other, nothing gets accomplished. Uh, Demetrius, your thoughts on the betrayal of Gary Walker? I'm sitting here listening to you, Lamont, and, and David. These are men, I've known David uh, since I was a little child, and 
later on knew who Gary Walker was. And I, I want to emphasize was. This is a man uh, that you thought was in the team, in the unit. And to have someone go out and sell out everything for freedom, I despise that on a way that I cannot explain because you went to the judge, you said a bunch of lies, and you did whatever you had to do to get free. I cannot and will not ever in this life ever respect that. There is no – for someone to go and say the judge was looking, she, all of us were there. She wanted someone. Kendrick's attorney said, hey, we need someone to talk to Matthew Kirsch. My attorney, Mitch Baker, said we want someone to talk to Matt Kirsch. I said, you tell him I have nothing to say. And then you come down five years, six years later, and you go before Judge Arguello and say you're under a spell? This ain't Star Wars. This ain't no Jedi mind trick. Are you? I, I can't even fathom that, that the, the, first off, the law would accept this. We've looked at case law upon case law. No time in the history of our justice system has any person used that as defense and got free. But this man, this traitor, Gary Walker, goes into a court of law, lies, which the government wanted, and he gets out. I'm still, to this day, he got out in 2017. And my brothers that, that stayed together, we got out, and we, we held on. We were a team. We were a unit. And he chose. He chose to get outside of that. Why? Because he couldn't deal with it. And the question is, is that where do you find loyalty? Exactly. We're not talking about loyalty to that which is wrong. We're talking about loyalty with the vision that all of these men had. How do you wake up in Lawrence prison camp being wrongfully convicted, and I believe David maintained that innocence for 10 years? That is correct. 10 years, he vehemently said, I am not guilty. You know what? That was the truth. Right. That was the truth. Let's hear a little bit more from Mr. Walker and how sure he was that his conscience was telling the truth, which it was. Let's hear it. Well, uh, the letters IRP stand for Investigative Resource Planning, and uh, the company is about uh, providing software solutions for law enforcement. Uh, the, the solutions really do focus in on investigative case management and support of other investigative uh, and enforcement operations. This software uh, really is, is revolutionary for law enforcement uh, organizations and agencies. Our key differentiator from other software uh, for law enforcement is the fact that we focus in on the processes of each individual uh, law enforcement agency. So our software is adaptive. Uh, we can bring it into an agency. It will adapt to their processes and workflows rather than the agency having to adjust their work habits to the software. And this has been very uh, enlightening uh, for us. Uh, I, I would say most uh, citizens are in the same position we were at before this started. You, you would think that uh, the judiciary is out for a search for justice, a search for the truth. 
But uh, what we're finding is that once the government makes an assertion, an allegation, then they are hell bent on getting a conviction and at times ignoring uh, evidence that should be able to exonerate a person. I have a degree, a uh, Bachelor of Science degree in computer science. I have over 25 years of experience in uh, information technology. I've been a director over uh, uh, a software engineering department myself. Had many different uh, roles and responsibilities being fulfilled there. We had software developers, we had software testers, we had business analysts. Uh, the makeup, uh, since all of us uh, as exec- executives of the company have uh, many years of experience in software, we had uh, people we had worked with in the, in the past. We had some friends. We had some people who were uh, members of the church who were also uh, IT professionals that we brought in to help work at the company. We also pe- had people working in the company that we had never met before. So at your typical company, uh, you're going to bring in people who are known quantities, who are known to be qualified in their positions. We brought some of them in. Some of them happened to be friends or acquaintances, and others were strangers. There you have it. Gary Walker, in his closing statement, says this, we were alleged to have entered into an agreement with each other that is absolutely true. We entered into an agreement to build software that you saw evidence of throughout the trial. We entered into an agreement to try to sell that software to law enforcement agencies. You saw evidence of that as well. We entered into an agreement to work uh, work long, hard hours. Timesheets illustrates proof of that agreement. We were also accused of knowingly and voluntarily being involved in a plan. That's absolutely true. We all knew when we got into this, we would be working long, hard hours as evidenced by those timesheets. We also voluntarily and knowingly entered into a plan to compete against large companies. You heard testimony from Mr. Paul Tran of DHS, who heard testimony from Mr. Price Rowe at the Department of Justice, telling you that they often work with very large companies, and that also is true. We entered into a plan to compete. To compete. But what is not true is that we entered into a plan to commit a crime. Let me say that again. These are the words of Gary Walker. But what is not true is that we entered into a plan to commit a crime. Throughout the last few days and weeks, as illustrated just a few minutes ago by Ms. Harza, who saw many elements of a small company operating over time. Listen to what Gary Walker just said. We're going to go back to this closing argument. He says, we did agree to compete. We agreed to create software. We agreed this is Gary Walker. The same Gary Walker that lied consistently. I sit here tonight baffled. How does one come to this conclusion? With all the evidence, people out there, well, what's the evidence? This is the evidence. The very words of Gary Walker, arrest him right now. This is what he said. 
How then do you make and take a turn? Because you don't want to be in jail any longer. Where was the integrity there? How is that possible? So when everybody wants to form a judgment against those that speak out, you didn't live the betrayal. Your heart was not broken as a result of Gary Walker's betrayal. Your friendship was not torn because of that betrayal. And you ask the question, why does it mean so much to us to advocate against this wrong? Because people suffered as a result of this betrayal. Why Mr. Walker goes throughout the community with his friends and lies and says, I don't remember none of this. I'm in some la-la land. Oh, we will be the voice to answer the call. Yolanda Walker, my sister, a broken heart, 30 years. She had something to say about this betrayal. Let's hear it. Yes, um, my name is Yolanda Walker. I was married to Gary Walker for over 28 years until I recently divorced him because of this uh, situation. Um, when I hear the things that he said, the lies that he's telling, it makes me physically ill. I think back to all the time that we spent in my home with the other guys preparing for this trial, up late at night, going through case law, doing all these things, fighting for their life, and for him to come here in the end because he couldn't handle the pressure of being in prison. And I'm not saying that it was easy to be there. I understand that the pressure has been great uh, on them. It's been great for us. I went there every week, and I could see that it was taking their toll on them. But for him to do what he's done, to come out and tell these horrific lies, which none of them are true, none of them. Gary Walker is not a man that can be under the spell of anybody. That man is, has a mind of his own. I know him because I've been married to him for over 28 years. You don't make Gary Walker do anything that he doesn't want to do. And for him to use, come out and tell that lie that my mother had put him under a spell and he was under a spell and he couldn't think for himself and he did all this stuff, none of it's true. None of it's true. And the bottom line is all of this stuff is based on the fact that he was jealous of the relationship between my mother and myself, which had nothing to do with me, his relationship with me. He didn't want me to do anything for my mother. He was very controlling. And to the point that when he got to prison, he wanted to blame someone to find fault with someone that he was there. Instead of him blaming the people, the judge, uh, Judge Aguero, Matthew Kirsch, Shanita Hazra, uh, John Walsh, the people that put him there, he turned and, and, and wanted to put it on my mother. That I couldn't deal with. I can't deal with betrayal. He, know, he knew when he married me, loyalty is at the top of my list. He, that was a deal breaker. I could not live with that. And I would never live with that. I think about my brother that is in prison, that worked with him. All these guys that worked with him gave up their lives 
for his dreams. And this is how he repays them? It's the most horrific thing that I could ever imagine in my life. I said to him in the process of the divorce, what do you think this leads for your son to think about you? He wouldn't listen to me. He wouldn't listen to anybody. And the sad thing is that when people go and put somebody in prison, they don't realize the mental toll that it's going to have on these people to the point that he had a mental breakdown, lost his mind to go and say the things that he's saying now. This is not the man that I married. The man that I married was a man I thought of integrity. I waited to get married late in my late 20s to make sure I found a good man, a decent man. And he turns around and to do something like this. It's, it's unreal. It is totally unreal to me. And how could you walk away and leave those guys and say they were guilty when we all worked and fought like crazy for their lives, trying not to go to prison because they were innocent? I live with this man. I know what he said. I know what he thought. So for him to come out now and say, uh, no, it was a spell. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, It's none of it's true. Not one word of it is true. And it's horrible that... Uh, that he would come to this degree because he couldn't handle the pressure of being in prison. I just, I just, I still cannot believe this is happening. I sit here and listen to him talk about all the stuff he said before. I listened when I heard the lies and the things that he said at that hearing. And the people, when he goes out and joins up with arch enemies, people that have left the church, and he talks about these people leaving the church, and why would they go out and lie against uh, Pastor Rose? He knows my mother. He was in this family for 28 years. If it was bad and all this crooked stuff was going on in my control, how did he stay here for 30 years? So it's, none of what he's saying is true. Nobody needs to buy what he says. And I can't believe a judge that's supposed to get to that kind of status would be so stupid as to sit there and let some stupid thing go on in a courtroom that had nothing to do with the haters, had nothing to do with ineffective counsel, had nothing to do with anything but a slander against my mother, Pastor Rose. She shouldn't be allowed to stay on the bench. And how do you make a decision based on a one-sided story? You didn't hear from any current members. You didn't hear from Pastor Rose. You didn't hear from me. You didn't hear from the other defendants. You didn't hear from his son. But you're going to believe one word of one guy and a few disloyal employees, I mean, uh, church members. That you have no proof of what they're saying is true. None whatsoever. She needs to be removed from the bench. She doesn't deserve the title of a judge. A judge is supposed to sit and judge a situation uh, correctly. Hear both sides of the story. But she didn't do that. And so anybody out there that knows uh, this situation, that knows Gary Walker, everybody, we, I love this man. More than I can say in my life, I would have never... Uh, pitching my life getting into a divorce, but when you do something this bad and this horrible to destroy other people's lives, I can't deal with that. But I just wanted to say that on the record that he is a liar, and that is why I had to divorce him. I, and for the betrayal for you to do this to these men, they gave up their lives for you, for your dream. And if you're listening out there, I hope you live with the regret and the and the devastation of what you did to the day you die. I hope you carry it to your grave. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Well, there you have it. 
that's real pain. It's not a show. It's not a production. Betrayal to 30 years. Price too high. Gary Walker's closing statement continues here. Gary writes or speaks, you saw evidence and Ms. Harza pointed it out that the co-defendants were friends of each other. Mr. Dave Zapolo, Ken Barnes, Demetrius Harper, Clinton Stewart, David Banks. They were all friends. Gary goes further to say this. That goal was not one of criminal intent. That goal was one of fulfilling our common dream of getting this software out there. You also saw evidence of other family members being involved. None of these things do we deny. A small company working hard to try to make something happen with limited resources. My sister-in-law, Lisa Stewart, my executive administrative assistant, and Clint Stewart's sister-in-law, my wife, Yolanda Walker, who saw on the, you saw on the government's witness list, her name associated with many different transactions and paying the bills. You also saw that myself and the co-defendants worked as executives of the company. You saw the titles associated with each of the companies. We were vice presidents. We were chief operating officers, CEOs, vice presidents of professional services. And you also saw these same names of the co-defendants involved in project work. You just heard accusations of false assurances again. We did nothing wrong. Mr. Walker cannot deny that. These are his words of public record. We did nothing wrong. So before you judge us, let the facts judge him. James Apollo, I don't believe I heard from you on your thoughts of this betrayal. Well, I just have one word, inconceivable. It just blows my mind that he did this. When you look at all that we did to put this software together and what it was going to do for this country, and then he turns around and it was hard for him in prison, so he lied. Well, I got a problem with that because he said, I lied too. He said, I committed a crime. Well, I didn't commit a crime, and I have a problem when somebody says I did. I will never commit a crime. And to turn around and say, I did something, any of these guys did something, is horrible. And to you have a situation where... Oh, it was bad for him in prison. Well, it was no picnic for us either. This was the worst experience of my life. I didn't turn around. There was no way I was going to lie and say I did something. We could have done that early on and got a shorter sentence. We were in prison for eight years. It was eight years ago yesterday that I went in to serve, start serving my sentence. This is a, a, a betrayal that broke my heart. I called him a friend, and that's not something that I say very often. To say friend of him, and then he turned around and betrayed all of us, said we committed a crime. I can't stress that enough. We did nothing. Other people have said we did nothing, and he said we did. And that, that is just 
so, again, that one word, inconceivable to me. Well said. Clint, your thoughts of this betrayal? I think uh, Yolanda Walker spoke very passionately, very powerfully uh, about the situation. You know, in federal prison, it is a psychological pressure cooker. It's focused and concentrated. It's a concentration camp in Florence, FPC. Many flip out. It becomes a place of desperation, even panic, intense anxiety. The pressure was so great that my brother, who used to come to visit me while I was there, made the decision for my own good to withhold the death of my sister while I was in prison. He said, Clint can't take this. He can't take it. He's trying to hold up. And so for a few years while I was in prison, that news was withheld from me. It is a, a place of intense pressure. Gary Walker went to the hearing on the habeas corpus avowing his guilt confessing to have lied at trial and said we lied too at trial, that we were also guilty. And he said that because he flipped out. He went insane. He wanted to get out of prison so bad that he was willing to say anything, and he knew that's what the government wanted to hear. They wanted all along for somebody to do what they call flip uh, and recant their, uh, their, 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 and say that they're guilty and make their job easier. Gary also lied uh, on us, the co-defendants, and the habeas transcript is sealed by the court, which is against the law, and they have not unsealed it, even though the, the uh, appeals court has told them, uh, told the judge to, to unseal that. It was a kangaroo court held as an inquisition against the church pastor, alleged by Walker to have put him under a spell. Again, a kangaroo court. You can hardly believe that. And that's uh, that's well spoken. Gary Walker, his own words, ladies and gentlemen, you can judge that for yourself. These are simply the facts. Yolanda Walker's statement. No one knew Gary Walker better than his wife. I have heard the stories. Of the no sleep nights. It is tragic that those sacrifices that were made by these men, by my sister, my family, the sacrifices with one goal in mind protect this nation. I asked the question earlier, I'll ask it again. How does one with such aspirations betray his friends? It is unconceivable. Hang on, folks. The other side of the break, we continue to hear from the RP5 the betrayal of a friend at what cost? Gary Walker chose that rope. We uncovered further on the other side of the break. This is AJC Radio.
There's a lot of mud when it rains here, and it makes it really hard to find food. There are car bombs every day. My mom worries about me when I go out. Every time I hear the alarm bell go off in school, I think it's an air raid. Sometimes I have nightmares about it. A lot of houses in our neighborhood have been destroyed. I like to close my ears and sing songs whenever the bombs come close. My dad says we have to leave, which makes me scared. I'm worried our new neighbors won't like us. What if they don't understand our religion? Because we don't speak the language, it might be hard for me to make friends. But I know it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be worth it. I just want my family to be safe. But these are not my words. These are not my words. These are not my words. Almost every day in the news, we hear stories about innocent people who are returning home after spending years in prison for crimes they did not commit. What you may not know is that their problems don't end once the limelight fades. For many wrongfully convicted individuals don't receive a penny for the injustice that they faced. Take the case of Floyd Bledsoe. He spent 16 years in the Kansas prison for a murder and rape he did not commit. And while Floyd was eventually exonerated, he lost everything his family, his farm, and decades worth of income. Unfortunately, Floyd's story is not unique. Kansas, along with 17 other states, doesn't have a law to compensate wrongfully convicted individuals for the injustices they suffered. And in states with compensation laws, many of those are woefully inadequate. We owe it to all the men and women in all 50 states to provide fair compensation to those who've suffered these injustices. Join me in urging our lawmakers to do the right thing by the wrongfully convicted. Go to innocenceproject.org to find out how you can help. We know you care. Now it's time. Time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely low to non-existent? The incidence of youth and minority offenders faced with trials have exploded. Youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials. If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote. And it allows you to become eligible for jury service. If you're 18, a U.S. citizen with a state ID or driver's license and registered to vote, you're eligible to be called for jury duty. If called and selected, make it your duty to serve. We can't get justice without you. Change. 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 Change the face of justice. Check your local county or state jury service website for further details. Do you know anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855-529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A Just Cause is a 501c3. 
Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall. Can't sit here. Don't add her to the chain. It was just a joke. We're not friends. Why are you talking to me? You started it. She's so gross. Lame. Loser. Weirdo. I've said and done things before that I'm not proud of. Just as I've been hurt by others. The thing is, this, this is not who I am. And it's definitely not who I want to be. I don't want to be cruel. I don't want to spread gossip. I don't want to be a body shamer. I don't want to exclude anyone. I don't want to make anyone feel lonely. Left out. Hurt. We can create a kinder world. It's not that hard. We just need to stop. Take a moment and consider others before we speak. And before we act. Be more. Be more. Be more. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. As tonight we uncover and unmask Gary Walker, the traitor of the RP Solutions Company and the RP5, now known as the RP5, due to the actions of Gary Walker. Let me be very clear on a point that must be raised. Gary Walker, with thoughts of premeditation, a scheme set out by Mr. Walker to take steps and actions to show himself to be uh, a victim of prison, he used that same system to manipulate a acts and actions that would ensure him a release from federal prison. Mr. Walker went as far as to request a transfer from FCI to another prison in order to make the scheme that he had put in place be more believable. This is not a person that is cracked up. This is not actions of a person who is out of their mind. This is a calculated strategic scheme in order to walk out of prison. No one who is out of their mind takes the steps to put in for a transfer, to say that his life is in danger, to say that these guys that he actually 
went to work with, all of a sudden they feared for their safety. Let me be clear. These are actions of premeditation and strategic calculation on the part of Gary Walker. Gary Walker, make no mistake, is not a victim of prison. Dave Zappolo made it made the point very clear. All of these men, the RP5, went through to prison, stood eight years. Did you not think they had times where they missed their families, where they missed their church, where they missed their freedom and their loved ones? Prison is prison. And it's a tough price. But I'm looking at five men right now who are in their right mind. And they held true to their integrity. Gary Walker could have done the exact same thing. He made a choice. In order to get out of prison, he manipulated the system. It didn't take much manipulation for this judge, federal judge Christina Aguero, because she lives under that same type of manipulation. This is why Habeas was granted in his case. This is why he came together with defective members who had left the church and joined with them to slander Pastor Banks and the Colorado Springs Fellowship Church in order to get on her good side so she would grant him early release. This is not of a man who's out of his mind. This is the man who is operating really as someone very smart to accomplish what he did. And I don't mean smart in a good way, but he is totally responsible and calculated in his, in his uh, plan and scheme, if you will, to manipulate the court. And he did so. Let's be clear on that. I think the statement was made that uh, Gary may have flipped out. He didn't flip out. He made a decision. He made a conscious choice. There are people that I know, for my wrongful conviction, that actually fake sleepwalking in the prison so they would be released, that they were mentally out of it. These were schemes they would laugh about in the chow hall. Yeah, man, I'm going to try to get out of here. I'm just going to act like I'm sleepwalking and not responsible for my actions. These men have not flipped out. They don't want to be in prison. That's the story with Gary Walker. It is not the pressure because there are a lot of people I know of people who have sat in prison for 25, 30 years, never flipped out. Did the time. No, that will not be used as an excuse for Mr. Walker, nor do we give him any room. That Mr. Walker is a calculated manipulator, and he's a master manipulator. That is why he came to this end to betray these men with a choice. Therefore, the consequences should be equally the same. Your thoughts on that, David? Yeah, and I agree 100 uh, percent. Gary Walker, uh, he was talking this nonsense in prison uh, to me. I told him he needed to man up. Uh, I also told him, you're behaving like a pussy and a coward. That's what I told him. That was real, and that's exactly what I said. Yeah, and uh, as I was saying earlier, Gary came to me uh, talking this nonsense about uh, 
all of a sudden he was guilty. Now, now what's what's crazy in prison? He started talking about all the stuff we did. I, well, I said, did you commit a crime? No, I didn't commit a crime. So really, what were you talking about? Everything was premeditated. His affidavit was detailed. Uh, he actually went as far as saying he was not the CEO. You've heard his statement. He was a paper CEO. Now he claims my mother, uh, a 70-plus year old pastor of a church that knows nothing about software is running a software company and she appointed him CEO. He was a lowly software developer, but you heard his statements. Well, I was, I was a director uh, of, of an IT organization. Pastor Banks has never been a director of an IT organization, but he takes this cockamamie story into court to this judge who was obviously had been exposed along with uh, Judge Arguello, Matthew Kirsch, John Walsh, and Tanita Hazra had been exposed for egregious misconduct uh, that they did to obtain an unconstitutional conviction. They were looking for absolution, so they took this cockamamie story by Gary Walker that the pastor made me do it, 50 years old. You call yourself a man and your mother-in-law is telling you what to do, and nobody's buying that. Okay, he was lying from the very beginning, he went through, we have some details from the affidavit. There's a reason Judge Arguello sealed these proceedings because this was nothing more than a star chamber geared at slandering Pastor Banks and, use, and, and, and what Judge Arguello used as some sort of feeble attempt to gain absolution for her egregious misconduct that took place in that trial. Uh, Gary was right in his in his original statements. We did nothing wrong. He chose to become a liar, a traitor, and he betrayed his wife of 30 years. He betrayed us. He betrayed his mother-in-law. He betrayed an entire congregation just to get out of prison. He's a sellout, and he sold everybody he claimed he ever loved out just to be free from prison instead of manning up and, and uh, fighting for what's right. And we're going to stand. Uh, we have evidence on our side. We're going to stand for what's right. We stood for what's right. And we're going to maintain our integrity and continue to move forward and tell this story. Absolutely right, uh, David. And I'll tell you what. The minute you excuse one's behavior, you are complicit in the outcome of that behavior. We don't excuse that behavior. We're not talking about somebody who you met six months ago. 30 years. 30 years. And when you hear the passion, when you hear the outrage of what has happened here, because it happened to these men, to their families, Everybody has an opinion until it stops at their doorstep. This is betrayal. LaWanna Banks-Clark was one that was a woman of high integrity, honesty, and decency. We're going to hear from her right now about the betrayal of Gary Walker. 
calling Gary Walker, my brother-in-law, uh, for many years. Um, I, I, I try to grasp and understand how a person who has been a part of your life for so many years uh, turns into such an uncomprehendable liar and a traitor. I still am in awe at the at what he has done, at what he's the things that he's saying and has said and and it's so bizarre and so far fetched and so out there. It's it's like what is wrong with you? How did you get to this point that you that you could lie like this? about this whole situation and about your mother-in-law and your pastor and how, I don't get it. I've got a guy that came to the church many, many years ago and continued to come. I mean, before we even know really who he was, just continued to come and continued to come. He continued to come because he, there was something there he loved and he liked. He wasn't forced. He wasn't made to stay. He wasn't set up. None of this crap is true. He came because he witnessed the spirit of God, as many people that come to the church. And and, and ha- had no problem with the leadership, evidently. So Pastor Rose has been preaching the truth and preaching the word of God as long as I can possibly remember. I'm 50, 50, 56 years old now. And you're, you, you just, you're trying to get this. You can't get it. And to, to me, to throw away... Your marriage, your son, a wife that you would never, ever find another one like her. Never. That I would literally destroy my own life for jealousy and hatred. It is uncomprehendable. I, I just can't get it. I don't understand it. Of course, it, 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 we, our family has always been very close. We've always got along. Our, our, our mother and our pastor and our, and our friend, she tells us the truth. She has always told us the truth about everything. And she's told Gary the truth. She told everybody the truth. And I think it's all about I hate the truth. I have to hate it to, to go to this part that I hate you so bad. For no reason. There's no reason. She was good. She treated him like a son, like she treats everybody. Pastor Rose don't know no strangers. She has, she is nothing but love. And all these people out there with Gary lying and saying things that aren't are true, these people that used to be a part because they decided I don't want to live as they were saying live. I don't want to be right. I don't want to do it right, so I'm going to just go out and lie and lie and lie. It is phenomenal to me, but what really gets me is that you were here a part of us, a part of the family, first family of this church, and you were, for 20-something years, you were happy. Don't tell me you weren't happy. Gary was happy. He had a good life. A great life, a great marriage, a good wife, a, a, a devoted son that loved him and cared about him. You throw all this away for it is phenomenal to me. I'm still that's and I had to say something because being a part of this and seeing it for yourself is very difficult to put your put your, wrap your mind around. Very difficult. It's like this can't possibly be happening.
because there was no reason, period, anywhere for for Gary to take the road he took and, and to sell out his, his fellow uh, brothers and friends. And when they worked so hard together, they, they were a dynamic power. I mean, they were phenomenal. I would watch them. I watched them in that courtroom. They were over the top. And then for you to say that they were wrong, and you weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. He wasn't wrong. They did the right thing. They stood up for what was right. They said they were innocent because they were innocent, and to this day, they're still innocent. He, and for you to take a way out to be a, to become a coward and say no, these guys. Uh, did they did this and they and we did that we shouldn't have that's a, that is uh, that is totally untrue. But what the best thing I can and that I can look forward to is that the truth always wins out. It always comes to the forefront. It always you can do anything against the truth only for the truth, and it's going to come out. It always does. A lie can never stand. Gary's lies will never stand. Uh, none of it. And these guys that I'm, I know soon will be home to defend themselves even more and fight this fight is going to be uncomprehendable. And they should. They should continue. You don't give up. My mother always told us, you don't, if you're right, you, you don't give in. You hold your ground. You stand it. Come, come hell or high water, you never let go. And it's the God sent truth. That's what any mother or pastor or anybody should say to people. The, tell the truth because it's always going to win out. And I just think it's a tragedy that Gary allowed himself to go to, uh, to destroy his own life, his own life, and continue to lie. And you're, 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 you're not involved. You don't know who God is to do such a thing. This is uncomprehendable. If you believe you're going to prosper over this, no, you're not. You're not going to prosper. You can't. It's impossible. It's against who God is and against the word of God. But thank you for this time. Thank you for letting me vent and get some of this off of my chest. I had to speak up for what, for what I know is right, what I know is true. And I'm not just saying it because uh, this is her mother. This is, no, I'm saying it because it's true. If my mother was no good, I'd say she was no good. If, if people are doing right, if them men were crooked, they deserve to go to jail. If they did something underhanded or wrong, they didn't do anything. And it's going to be proven. Across this whole country, it will be proven. But thank you so much for your time. And there you have it, the words of Luana Banks Clark, telling it like it is. Gary Walker has earned the title of traitor. Make no mistake about it, by his own doing and his own choices, he's earned that title. I believe, Cliff, we have a caller. Yes, we have Pastor Banks calling in to make a comment. Uh, Pastor, you're live. Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. I am, um, I am outraged with what I hear and have been for a while with Gary Walker. If there ever was a time that a traitor, that we crowned traitors, he would have the crown of all of everybody. Uh, now, 
I listened to uh, all this stuff. I don't want anybody to think for a moment that what happened here was that he didn't know what he was doing because he did. Now, I remember I got a call from him in the prison. And when I and when I picked up the phone, he was crying. And he and he said, How do I ever, how do how do I ever uh how do I ever uh forgive myself for, for the lies that I've been telling on you in the prison? And he was crying. I said, Gary, I said, it's okay. I said, ask the Lord to forgive you for it. I said, and I said, he'll forgive you. He said, well, how do I forgive myself for the lies I'm telling on you? I said, you have to keep praying, asking God to help you, Gary. I hold nothing against you. And he said, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this because I know they're lies. He continued this lying spree forever. I mean, all the way through to he to, to they moved him from that prison where the guys were up to Denver. Because he said he feared for his life because he's got he knew those guys would never harm him. He knew that. This this man is a horrific life. And then he gets moved up to Denver away from the guys. And then he continues to go forward and he told me these are these are his direct words to me. He said, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get out of this prison. I'm not staying in here. I had no idea you was talking about throwing your brothers and your wife and son under the bus. I had no idea that you would go into a courtroom and lie on this pastor that you've been knowing for that many years. You knew. You knew what you were saying in that courtroom was a lie. We are going to not stop until we have sued every person that took that stand and lied on me and this church. I just found out from my attorney soon as that soon as those records are released, we are going to take care of business for what you did. We're not going to sit back and say, oh, okay. No, that's why you wanted to see. You knew you were lying. You said you feared for your life. You feared for your life because you were lying. But you didn't have to fear us. You better fear God for what you did. Because we never have, have caused any violence to anyone. Not then, not now, not ever. And so when you said you, were, you feared for your life, there's somebody bigger than us that's coming for your life, and he's called God. We, not, we don't have to do it. He said, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay. I said, I believe that. I believe that the things you have said and done against this church, you know as well as I know, I've never had anybody under a spell. Never did no such thing. Such a horrific lie. And you went from one extreme to another. And I explained to you, Ahead of time, Gary, get with the guys in the prison. Gary wasn't crazy. He knew exactly what he was doing. But he continued to do everything he could to try to destroy these guys, go into a courtroom and tell the, tell the judge that they're guilty. You can't speak for those men, and especially not a liar. So my, 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 my concern is that this has gone on for such a long time. You get out of prison. You're walking around lying still outside the prison. Then you go to this other lying traitor, Joe Thurman, and you hook up with him. And then sent the report back to us. He said, those guys ain't getting out of prison. They're going to serve every bit of their time. Well, you were wrong. You, you are lying again. They didn't. They're out. 
They were men. You were you were a weakling with no spine at all. I don't know how you stand up and walk. Perhaps that's why your foot's deformed. Because you're trying to stand up and you already messed up. You're, you're the worst I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of things in ministry in my lifetime. But I have never seen a traitor at your level. Because this is a person who was in our family, uh, done family things together, done everything together. But you you are such a weak person. To, to do this to these guys, we are going to find out exactly what you said in Habit, that you told them to seal up because you feared for your life, which was a lie. But if you were scared for your life, why did you go up to your son's house, your wife, your ex-wife and son's house and ring the bell and leave a gift for the, for the, for the son? Tell me, how did you do that if you feared for your life? You have told so many lies, I don't think you can remember. Then you sit with the with the um with the chaplain in the prison. You lied and lied to, about me to that chaplain to no end. You called other preachers and lied on me that don't even know me. These people don't even know me, but they're telling you what who I am. You knew me because you've been in this family too long, including in everything, a part of our life, and you put a knife in all of us. God will judge you for it, and you will never be able to get past it. Because at the end of the day, the truth always wins out. So the lies you told, they're coming back to get you. At some point, they're coming back. And the truth that who we are and who those guys are, all of us will be made manifest, and he will show you for the liar and the traitor you are. And you continue to go through this process of lying. I mean, there's no excuse for it. I would I would hate to be in your shoes for the judgment of God that would come against me for what you did. It was uncalled for. Just just deal with the truth. I was a traitor. I didn't want to spend time in prison. The other guys didn't want to spend time either. Like Dave Polo said, it was no picnic for nobody in that prison. But you're such a weak little nothing. I heard your mother one time say, he doesn't like controversy. He doesn't like controversy. Jim, his mama, daddy, all of them, they're all a bunch of cowards. It's a sad thing, but it's true. So the bottom line is I had to get in here and say tonight that our lives are still full. We're going forward. We're not crying over spilled milk. We just want the, everybody to know what the truth is, that it started out with an IRP-6 and it ended with an IRP-5 for the traitor that you are. I bid you Godspeed, and that ain't going to be good. Thank you for taking my call. And there you have it, Pastor Banks, uh, addressing the issues that are simple, are simple truth, uh, and people don't like it. It is our job. It is our purpose as an advocacy organization to be the voice of those that may not have one, and to join the voices that do have one as we fight against injustice. We're coming back on the other side of this break. David Banks will bring more information, his perspective on the sixth man, the traitor called Gary Walker. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a sister. A registered nurse. 
I serve my country in the United States military. I'm your neighbor. I sit next to you at church. And my child was arrested, held in custody, questioned without my knowledge, exposed to violence, witnessed to rape, placed in solitary confinement, unable to call or see me, shackled to a wall, beaten, sentenced as an adult at age 17, sentenced as an adult at age 16, sentenced as an adult at age 15. We felt lost, isolated, ostracized, misjudged, terrified. And in the absence of all hope, my child took his own life. And then I found the Alliance for Youth Justice. They gave me the support and resources to get through one of the most difficult times in my life. Now I know I'm not alone. And neither are you. Now we have a voice. Now we We have have power. power. In numbers. In numbers. In numbers. We we can can make a difference. There are approximately 2 million children in the juvenile and criminal justice system in this country. These are the faces of those families. If you are the family member of a child who has been in the justice system, or if you are someone who supports this movement and is ready to make a difference, visit the Campaign for Youth Justice at www.campaignforyouthjustice.org. I wanted to be in the military since I was, since I was a kid. I served in the United States Air Force. I served a total of 16 years. I was deployed uh, 13 times. On my second deployment, four bombs hit my vehicle. And at 19 years old, that's the first time I ever saw somebody die. Coming back, I was raging. I started having pretty horrible nightmares. I would wake up in the middle of the night, sweats. I started drinking a lot. I felt worthless. I guess I never recognized it in myself. Eventually, one day, I just walked into the VA hospital and said, I'd like to see somebody. Don't suffer alone. You got to find that link with somebody that'll make you let it go. It all starts with going to the VA. There's a whole community of veterans that just want to help you out. It's for the guys who couldn't come back, so you owe it to them to live well, because they're not here with their families. How often does our justice system get it wrong, convicting innocent people of crimes they did not commit? A new project by the University of Michigan Law School and the Center for Wrongful Convictions at Northwestern University School of Law tries to answer that question. In the last 23 years, more than 2,000 people have been convicted of serious crimes and later exonerated, according to the National Registry of Exonerations. By far, the largest segment was almost 1,200 defendants falsely convicted because of large-scale patterns of police corruption, generally in drug and gun cases. Of the remaining 873 defendants exonerated, nearly half were wrongly convicted of murder, and of that group, 101 were sentenced to death. On average, it took more than 11 years for a conviction to be set aside. Why does the justice system get it wrong? In homicides, the biggest problem is perjury and false accusation, most often by supposed eyewitnesses. False convictions in a Adult rape cases are primarily based on mistakes by eyewitnesses, while false convictions in child sex abuse cases are often for fabricated crimes that never occurred. 2,000 exonerations may seem small in a nation with more than 2.3 million people behind bars, but there are far more false convictions than the report contains. Most false convictions are never formally challenged, and those convictions that are successfully overturned receive little or no attention from the media, according to the report's authors. 
911. Operator 901, where's the emergency? 127, bring there. Okay, what's going on there? I'd like to order a pizza for delivery. Ma'am, you've reached 911. This is an emergency line. Uh, large with half pepperoni, half mushroom? Um, you know you've called 911. This is an emergency line. how long it'll be? Okay, ma'am, is everything okay over there? Do you have an emergency or not? Yes. And you're unable to talk because... Right, right. Okay, is there someone in the room with you? Just say yes or no. Yes. Okay, um... It looks like I have an officer about a mile from your location. Are there any weapons in your house? No. Can you stay on the phone with me? No. Uh, see you soon. Thank you. Please have a seat. I'll be honest. The resume. I don't want to be a student. I know. Okay, so... What would you bring to my company? What do you need? I need a hard worker. Good. I've got two part-time jobs and I help my parents pay the bills. Any problem-solving skills? I got through high school without a car, a phone, or a computer. No college degree, though. Not yet, but life's taught me a lot and I'm ready for more. Well, you're not the typical kind of candidate that I hire. But you are exactly what I'm looking for. Your company could be missing out on the candidates it needs most. Learn how to find, cultivate, and train a great pool of untapped talent at gradsoflife.org. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States? I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that That is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world. The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population, but we have over 25% of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, We are also the world's most archaic. I'm going to give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call 1-855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call a just cause today. Don't delay. Call 1-855-529-4252. Four two five two. It is time, and I say high time, that we take America's incarceration seriously. Won't you join us? Call today. There are no loose ends in TV procedural dramas. At the end of the hour, the bad guy always gets what's coming to him. Unfortunately, the real world is a lot more complicated. We know from the work of the Innocence Project and other organizations in the Innocence Network that the system doesn't always get it right. According to the National Registry of Exonerations, since 1989, nearly 2,000 people have been exonerated of crimes they didn't commit. What people don't realize is a good number of those people pleaded guilty to crimes even though they were innocent. 
In fact, in nearly 10% of the nation's DNA exonerations, people pleaded guilty to serious crimes and agreed to serve significant prison time because the system is stacked against them, especially if they are poor and people of color. That's right. The stakes are so high that we have innocent men and women agreeing to serve long prison sentences. A system that puts that much pressure on people to plead guilty is a problem. Visit guiltypleadproblem.org to learn more about the men and women who are pressured into pleading guilty to crimes they didn't commit. And join us in demanding that our elected officials do something to protect the innocent people who get caught up in a broken criminal justice system. Thank you. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight, where we are having a discussion about one of the most horrible acts that can happen to anyone, and that is betrayal. Gary Walker, formerly known, formerly under the name, rather, of the IRP-6, uh, betrayed his own friends, his colleagues, those that work night and day with him to create software that would shape a nation. He, in return, chose the coward's way out, and that was to simply lie, manipulate the actual system in which he sought justice initially. Gary Walker went on to say on several occasions that he was the CEO of IRP Solutions. Make no mistake about this point. All of the IRP six men, David Banks, Demetrius Harper, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Zapolo, and Clinton Stewart, the software could not be possible with one piece of that puzzle missing. Without each other, there is no software that is developed. Let's make that point clear. Gary Walker decided to, through his own mind, began to scheme out a strategy in which to leave prison at whatever cost that might be. In this particular case, the price was betrayal. We are back with the IRP5 and the AJC radio team. We are very thankful for all the callers, Pastor Banks, uh, the voice of Lawana Banks-Clark, the voice of Yolanda Walker. These are directly affected by the betrayal of Gary Walker. Uh, Dave Zapolo, I believe you had a statement uh, that you wanted to clarify 
uh, as you see it. Go ahead. Yes, one of the things that we keep hearing is how Gary would, in prison, say that he was uh, in fear for his life and wanted to be moved. Well, not even the prison believed he was saying that because when an inmate says that they fear for your life, they immediately move you to the segregated housing unit for your own protection. He was never moved to segregated housing. And then when the investigator came and talked to each one of us about how Gary was saying he was in fear of his life, the investigator didn't even believe what Gary was saying. So he is a liar to the utmost. No, without question. And uh, we continue to, uh, to speak to those lies. Uh, let me go very briefly to Joe Thurman. Uh, a, I was getting ready to say gentleman, but he's lost that title. Uh, you may know him as CEO of Jabba Group, Breaking the Bias, and Interview IA. Gary Walker works with Joe, two traders of the same cloth. Mr. Thurman, Joe Thurman, portrays himself as this man that wants to institute change since the George Floyd death and killing of George Floyd, thus uh, breaking the bias. I can tell you right now, if you are an investor, if you are one that share a room with Joe Thurman, If you're one that punches in his office, your time clock, I'll tell you to beware. A trader does not have a specific group of people in which he becomes a trader to. That is a character issue. Joe Thurman constantly wanted to remind the just cause that he took the stand for these guys. He believed in these guys. That also is false. Because he gave a cowardly testimony. He did not speak in defense of these men, yet he sharpened the knife that he would ultimately stab them in the back with. He then cooperated with Gary Walker, hired him, If you hire a traitor, it is because you also are the same traitor that he he is. So Joe Thurman wants to project himself as this savvy businessman that cares about people and let's do something to change the bias. You also are a liar and a traitor. For you to go and contact law enforcement because of a just cause calling you out on your life, you are a coward. That's what you are. Joe Thurman, Gary Walker, two made from the same cloth. As Pastor Rose alluded to, a just cause, number one, is not who you got to worry about. But I promise you, a just cause will not go away. Our team will not go away. 
And for the actions to be taken, and what we've heard tonight is mind-blowing. William, your thoughts on the betrayal. Uh, I think you have some insights that others may not. Give me your thoughts on the betrayal of Gary Walker. Well, you know, there's been everybody sit here, sitting here. I think the thing that really bothers me the most, they all stood, joined, and said, we're going to build something great. Each one of these men had their own career. They had, they had their own expertise. They had years of experience to join, to build something. And he turned his back on it. And, they, and both Joe and Gary are the two of the most selfish people I've ever seen in my life. When you look at it, that's all that added up. He, his actions, Gary's actions were so selfish. When you say, you know what? The guys that, I, that stood with me here in the courtroom, we stood together in the courtroom to defend ourselves because we were innocent. I'm going to throw them under the bus for myself. I'm going to abandon my wife. I'm going to abandon my, children, my child. For myself. That's all it is. It's selfish. It's just, it, it is, I mean, when you really boil it down, it is the most incredible, selfish act I've ever heard of in my life. And so then you take, take Joe, and I've done business with Joe. I know this guy. Joe has never cared for anybody but Joe. So again, cut from the same cloth. Sit, like you said, took the stand, gave a half-hearted testimony, and now he's siding with the traitor. So in other words, you are complicit and, and agree with him by saying, you know what? It was these other guys. You're, you're, so what you're doing, I mean, this, this is incredible. And I'm glad these guys are here to tell their own story because we, we all have worked on this software. We all have participated in work of making this thing happen. It is critical that people understand what you said at the beginning, Mormont. Not all, it took every one of them to make this dream a reality. It took every one of them contributing. Every one of these guys brought something to the table. They had years of IT experience that went into that software. And for him to turn his back on everyone, throw them under the bus, blame them, he was brainwashed or under a spell, whatever, you know, whatever. I just never in my life have heard anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. And that's, you know, that I, I, it's just incredibly selfish. And that it is. Uh, let me read to you very briefly Gary Walker's closing statement. He makes this statement. Now, when you look at these actions and you see what was done by the company, when you see payments, although they may have been small relative to some of the debt, you see an intent to repay. When you see promissory notes and personal guarantees, you see the intent to make good on the debt. When you see the proposed payment schedules, you see the intent to make good on the debt. You received instructions from the court that it's the government's job to prove that we actually entered into an agreement to commit fraud, conspired to commit criminal acts. She also said that must be done by the government in a manner that is beyond a reasonable doubt. If at the end of all of the trial, all of the testimony, all of the evidence, you still have reasonable doubt about RRP solutions, 
Leading Team Inc., DKH Enterprises, intent as businesses rather than intent to intentionally defraud or steal, then it is incumbent on you to return verdicts of not guilty. These are the words of Gary Walker. This is not a man believing himself to be guilty. But this judge, Christine Aguayo, who is an abuse to the very process in which we seek justice, she abused the bench to grant a habeas hearing that was loaded with slander. And she opined on the religious practices of a religious institution. She opined from the bench and slandered Pastor Banks herself, opening a door for all those to do the same in this hearing. Those are grounds for impeachment. You cannot opine on any religious institution as a judge from the bench. This is an abuse of power. We said, why has it been such a fight to unseal these records? Because the judge has something to lose. Gary Walker has lost it all already. But he does not want anyone to know the horrific lies by his own admission to Pastor Banks that he told He begged and pleaded, how can I forgive myself for the lies I have told? We didn't say it. He did. How can I forgive myself? You don't have to be a high school graduate to understand and see the manipulation here. David? Well, I like to, I don't think people can really appreciate the gravity of what was done here. Now, uh, Gary Walker went into court and he actually told the court that not only was he under the religious influence of Pastor Banks, but everybody else was. A religious control, uh, if you will. He said that I, David Banks, was under religious control of Pastor Banks. And the rest of us. He said his wife was under the religious control, and every person in the church was having their mind controlled by Pastor Banks. This is an an absolutely astronomical allegation uh, that is just completely unbelievable. And sadly, we had a judge in Judge Arguello that used this in a court of law to conduct a religious inquisition that had nothing to do with the case at hand. It's reported uh, on, on some information that leaked out that Judge Arguello said that she understood why Walker did what he did now. Because, in essence, Pastor Banks made him do it, and she said that he escaped the pervasive influence of Pastor Banks on all aspects of his life, and that Walker had lost his wife, his son, his tight social group, including the camaraderie of his co-defendants and the other parishioners because, pa- because of Pastor Banks. 
Walker lost everything he lost because he lied, schemed, and manipulated his way to get out of prison. And the court utilized that to gain absolution. This process, the whole temple is corrupt. From Gary Walker to Judge Arguello to prosecutors Kirsch, Hazra, and Walsh. It's just something that is just, in, like Dave said, this whole process, not only Walker is inconceivable, this entire unfair process that we were subjected to is inconceivable. And then Judge Arguello had the audacity. This is a judge. Separation of church and state. This is a judge that said Pastor Banks, this is from the bench in an in a open public courtroom, was a vindictive and mean-spirited prophet of God. Judge Arguello on the bench drawing conclusions and making slanderous statements about religious practices. It doesn't get any lower than that. It doesn't get more unlawful than that. It doesn't get more unconstitutional than that. Uh, If anyone knows the law, you couldn't find a lawyer anywhere in this country that would not tell you that that is outrageous government conduct. And as Lamont said, worthy of impeachment. This is so far beyond the pale. The stuff that happened here is just simply unbelievable. And as the story comes out, when those transcripts are opened, the the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals have has told Judge Arguello, uh, really, you have no reason to have those transcripts sealed. The public has a right to know in this country all trials and proceedings are public period with the exception of a few things like trade secrets uh, young uh, minor rape victims etc trials are public right now we stand and are awaiting the conclusion of this unlawful continuing unlawful unconstitutional sealing of this transcript they don't want the world to know the bias was real in the habeas proceeding and it preceded that through and infected every part of our proceeding and we have the proof to prove it uh so like i said this is we're not just talking off the top of our head we need a documentary we're going to get one done one way or the other this information is some of the most outrageous government conduct, I think, in the history of U.S. jurisprudence. And it needs to be exposed, and everyone involved needs to be held accountable. Absolutely right. And I'll tell you this, Kendrick, I'm going to come to you here in a moment. Uh, Matthew Kirsch, in response to the habeas filing by Mr. Walker, Gary Walker, they vehemently objected. And he states here, Mr. Walker has a bachelor's of science degree in computer science from the University of Colorado. He has some prior experience with civil litigation against him for debt, where he was represented by counsel. He was not under any pressure to proceed without a lawyer. He wanted to represent himself in order to form a defense strategy of his own choosing. He understood the charges against him and the sentencing consequences. 
He had discussed those with his appointed counsel. He understood that having a lawyer would give him many advantages at trial and that there was substantial risks or disadvantages to representing himself at trial. He understood the court could appoint standby counsel to assist him, but he did not want standby counsel. During the ensuing nine months, Mr. Walker and the other defendants mounted a vigorous joint motion practice, supplementing the counseled motions already filed. Defendants filed inter alia motions for expert disclosure, motions to continue the trial, motions to eliminate, a motion to dismiss the indictment, and a motion for change of venue. These are the things that Gary Walker was a part of. The tragedy here and the abuse by federal judge Christine Arguello is that you sat through this trial. You heard the opening statements of Gary Walker. You heard him vehemently deny they did anything wrong. You heard that testimony. You were there. For you as a judge to abuse habeas and allow this to happen, to David's point, so we can somehow get off of us the wrong that we did. How do you sit through that type of court proceeding to hear this man talk and he says, my name is Gary Walker. I am the CEO of this company. And our vision is to provide a product and sell it to, to keep this country safe. You heard that come out of his mouth. How then do you allow habeas to be granted? It's an abuse of habeas. Habeas, the definition, means grave constitutional error occurred. Is the only time habeas is granted. The only time. How then do you get a group of disgruntled members from a church and allow them to impede upon the process of habeas and you rule to release him because you wanted to do it from the very beginning Gary Walker became a guinea pig for the court we'll use you we'll say Gary thank you because Gary kissed up so he could walk out of a federal prison to me, the judge is equally complicit in this injustice. She should be impeached and removed from the bench. She has done enough outside of the record that we're waiting to see. She has done enough the moment she opined on the religious practices of Pastor Banks and her church. You crossed the line. You left the role of judge. And you violated the law. It is what it is. Mr. Walker personally cross-examined numerous government witnesses, challenging their statements. This is not a man out of his mind. He believed himself to be innocent. It's on the record. 
And this judge knew it. And because she had such a vehement hate for Pastor Banks, without cause, not one witness of the RP5 were called to rebut the entering, entering of guilt that Gary Walker claimed these men to be. How do you do that? They were not called in, but the judge's job is to hear all sides. The judge failed to do that for one reason. She knew these men would not go the route that Gary Walker took because no such filing happened in her court from any of these men. So the moment she got Gary's filing of habeas, the, process, the government of the United States, Matthew Kirsch, AUSA, said there are no grounds. Mr. Walker, from the beginning until the end, maintained his innocence. And all the spell talk, and all the, he was motivated to do this and that, all of that, uh, AUSA Kirsch said none of it was brought during the trial. I don't have to be a lawyer or a judge to recognize that is a game. This judge voluntarily played in that game. The consequences should be dire. You do not belong, as Yolanda Walker said, on a bench. You don't belong on a bench in traffic court, let alone as a federal judge. I can assure you, a just cause organization, and you can write that down, AJC Radio, a just cause. We will never go silent. Make, let me make that clear. A just cause, we are advocates and we fight against that which is wrong. We waited for this day. LaWanna Banks Clark waited for this day, for this moment, as she said, one day they will tell their story. This is the infant steps of telling that story. We will not rest. We will not tire. Judge Christine Arguello, you are a disgrace to the robe in which you wear. AUSA Matthew Kirsch, you are a disgrace to the office. In which you work for John Walsh You've run away and got your own practice You are a disgrace to the legal profession What's the lady's name Miss Hazra You also are a disgrace To this profession But as Pastor Rose said And Luana Banks Clark said Truth will win out and to Joseph Thurman, you're a disgrace to the profession in which you work because you're a liar and a coward. And to Gary Walker, there are no words, but you will be exposed. You can call law enforcement all day. We have a right. I read somewhere that we have a right 
to protest and speak against that which is wrong. Good luck violating our constitutional right to do so as a just cause. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back on this topic as of next Thursday, same time, 8 o'clock Eastern on the East Coast, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. The RP5 and their story will continue to be told. This is AJC Radio. Good night.